Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. And welcome once again, everybody, back to the Propreneur Podcast. I'm excited to have you here and so grateful that you have tuned in every week to listen to our experts and our professionals. I'm your host, Dino Watt, and today we have a very special guest who is going to teach us all how to be a lot more intelligent in what we do. But before we get on to that, remember that if you have listened to this show before, please make sure you subscribe and let your friends or colleagues know about this show so that they too can gain some of the best practices that you are gaining yourself. Our guest today is from Dental Intelligence and his name is Curtis Marshall. Curtis, welcome to the show. Hey, Dino. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you guys. Uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to go out and see you out at your actual office there, your nice office in, in Utah. I first met though, and got introduced to Dental Intelligence at the Smiles at Sea event uh, where I got to uh, see some really cool stuff and learn a little bit more about you guys. But I know uh, as much as I do, know uh, the people in our audience might not know as much about you guys. So tell us your story, how you got started and how you yourself, Curtis, got involved in this company. Yeah, so thanks, Dino. So number one is my, I'm just going to start with myself because it's easiest, right? Yeah. Uh, everybody is self-interested and uh, <laughs> want to, wants to hear themselves talk about themselves. <laughs> so that's what the show is all about <laughs> amen amen so the first thing is uh i got married to uh into the dental family uh oh. into a dental family and my father-in-law had a two-op practice that he was doing about just over a million dollars a year in two ops just himself uh really didn't do much hygiene at that time, referred hygiene out to somebody else. He was just taking care of wisdom teeth and doing uh, crowns and cosmetics and restorative, right? Hmm. He loved it. But he had two sons that were going to college. Uh, they were both in dental school and they were about ready to come out and he wanted to practice with them. Hmm. So he created and built a 14-op practice. Wow. And in doing so, said, I need some people to help me build this uh, before my sons come on, uh, come into the practice, right? Because if he just had a few people, a uh, few patients, no one, he wouldn't be able to support his- Yeah, no one's eating. Correct. Yeah. So he reached out to me and he said, Curtis, I, I like what you you have your background and your degree in communications and your degree in marketing. I'd like you to come on and do marketing and treatment coordination. And I said, no way. I am not <laughs> going to work with the public. I am not going to work in a dental field. In fact, I hate the smell of a dentist I, at the dental office. I hate it. Long story short, I jumped on. Uh, jumped on and grew, helped grow that practice uh, to producing over $7 million a year. Uh, wow. So we had those three doctors. We were doing $7 million a year. We were doing lots of great things. And after I, I left uh, the office for some for growth opportunities and ran into a CPA firm that was working with dentists to put them in the best financial position possible. Well, in doing this, when I jumped on with them and doing their marketing with them, we found out that in order to help somebody become in the best financial position possible, we had to get data and information from their practice. Mm -hmm. In doing so, it took forever to get the data. Sometimes the data was wrong. Sometimes it was inflated or changed a little bit, or the team members didn't even know how to pull their reports, the numbers that we wanted. 
They asked you, what do you mean by data? <laughs> I know those practices. And there are some people listening to this show right now that are like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or what is attrition, right? What is, yep. you know, what do you mean by net production? What all, all these? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we looked in a few softwares to pull the data for us and that just, it wasn't working well for us. So we basically created a brand new company that was able to pull data. And rather than just telling you, Hey, here's what happened yesterday. Although we do do that, we take it and we utilize intelligence and we basically say, do this today, mm. which is far different than what happened yesterday. Right. Because if I produced a hundred thousand dollars yesterday, what can I do today to increase that hundred thousand dollars? Yep. And Nothing. every day is a brand new day. Yep. Mm -hmm. Every day, unless you're Marty McFly, you cannot go change that. And so, um, but that, that's where we're at right now. We got about 7,000 offices uh, that we are able to look at their data. So we've got some really good information for offices on how to grow. Um, so you got, so when you uh, ran into these CPAs who wanted to put this thing together and start helping these practices, what was the ultimate like goal that you were trying to achieve for them? Was it just clarity on their numbers? Was it um, to help them actually grow easier or more intelligently? I mean, obviously with the name Dental Intelligence, what was, as you got together, what was the, like the flag on the top of that hill? Yeah, so before we even started the software, the flag on the hill was, hey, you are working hard. We want to put you in the best financial position possible so that you don't have to diagnose a crown because uh, you need more dollars. You don't need to um, sell your practice because you're not making enough income. You don't need to, we wanted to say, hey, how can we best do this? And we did that first with tax stuff. But okay. then we're like, well, there's a lot more to it than tax. Tax is helping the overhead. Sure. There's a lot more that happens before that. So let's start pulling reports and all the data was wrong. It wasn't, it wasn't helpful. So that's why we created the software so that we can now say from start to finish, how can we put the doctor in the best financial position possible so that they can really make their own decisions when they want to sell, when they want to get new. Uh, Not feel like they have to. Correct. Right. Yep. So one of the challenges with that, that I can see popping up is the fact that, um, even though people understand, I think conceptually, the importance of accountability, and I talk about this all the time, when it comes down to it, the accountability factor can be really worrisome for people because they don't know how to do it, number one. They don't know if they have the team that will support them in doing that, number two. And sometimes we don't like to look at the number on the scale because it, it's not what we are hoping for. Like, I know those I know that time I use this, I talk about this on stage sometimes where I say, man, I remember that morning where I woke up and all of a sudden, although I wasn't the night before, I woke up and I was fat. It's like, well, what happened? Because it's just a gradual process, right? So how do you overcome that fear and concern, even though you're delivering something to do it for them, they're still having to get past that hurdle of, do I really want to know this? That's, a, that's actually a really good point because... Just like you said, if you're not worried about it and you're not wanting to get on the scale, then you, you can't predict your outcome. 
the outcome is just going to happen for whatever, whatever happens. So there has to be almost a mental switch to say, I want to be in the best financial position possible. I want to provide excellent care to my patients. If you truly want that, then the only way to do that is to be monitoring. And even um, uh, uh, the Nike guy, oh my goodness. Oh. I uh, started It'll pop into your head as soon as it you stop thinking about it. He, he basically said when performance is measured, performance yep. improves. Yep. But when performance is measured and reported back, the rate of improvement accelerates. So when he's talking about that, he's like, hey, look, if you're running, and I used to run the 400 meter, right? If you just measure and say how long it takes you to do a lap on the track, and you just measure that yourself, you will improve, right? You'll either stay the same, meaning you're not going to get worse, or you're going to get better uh, because you're measuring it. But if I report that number now back to my coach, or mm -hmm. I report it back to a team member, they will either help me or just simply just reporting it back. Just yep. saying, hey, I was at 50 seconds next week. I was at 49 seconds. I was at four, and I got all the way down to 48.2 seconds to go around the track because I was reporting and, uh, excuse me, measuring and reporting it back to someone else. And it's interesting because here, uh, all those people you're talking about, you're like your coach or your teammates or whatever, in your case, there's even like, here's the algorithm that's being reported to. So this algorithm is actually showing you, it's like watching the game tape, right? You can't, like, it's there in black and white, and here's what you can do better. Here are the suggestions, the best possible outcome for you in that. You know, um, I'm, uh, I know that myself, as you were talking about that, right? I have a personal trainer. When I work out with my trainer, for some reason, I end up working out a lot harder and dying the next day than I do when I just go out on my own to the gym. And I'm doing it. I'm at the gym, which is a good thing, yeah. but I'm not. And I think a lot of uh, practice owners can look at that and say, well, I am measuring that performance. I I get my accountant, he sends me a report every month or at the end of the year, I know what my taxes are or like that's how they measure it, but not actually having somebody to say every single day. I mean, you guys are nailing it down to the day of this is what you should be doing. Here's your highest and best use of the time and your efforts to get more money coming in. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. So when you look at that, that now that makes sense, right? So that I'm talking about first off the importance of just measuring to start off with and right. reporting it back. Yep. But you mentioned something else too. You mentioned that people are fearful of, hey, what about my team members? What are they going to say? What about myself? Yeah. Right. Think about this. Let's say you were to go to your coach uh, for working out, right? And you go to your coach and you're say. Oh, hey, you know, yesterday I was at 200 pounds. Today I'm at a 201. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you lazy piece of pile. <laughs> you are the worst. You need to become better. Would you want to go talk to him again and report your number? No, but I had just flashbacks to my dad for a moment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, okay, so here, so we're going to now put this back. So I do have three daughters myself, right? Okay. And on the, with this situation, I had my oldest come to me and bring me her grades. She, uh, at that time, she's in sixth grade, right? A, 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 D, A, 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 right? Yep. 
Okay, she was doing great in all of her classes, except for one. And guess what I did? You focused her, on the one. Her name's Ocean, right? I go, Ocean, what is going on with this D? Yep. And literally, Dino, she broke down and started crying. Absolutely. Yep. Whoa, yep. I got a little emotional there myself. So I learned something that day. I've been teaching doc doctors all the time. Don't focus. Don't use numbers as a uh, as something that as a bad thing. It's the status quo. Yeah. If I were to say to her instead, saying, "Hey, look, you did so good in all these areas. T tell me about this D. What happened? Yeah. Because I can't change the past. Yep. It's already a D. I can't change it. Yeah. But if I now find out what to do moving forward, and I do that in reporting back." Doing that same thing within the dental office of not letting, because in the past, the dental, the front office or the team members or any team member would report a number to a superior, a, a supervisor or sure. a dentist and say, this is what happened. And typically yep. they're like, man, what, why didn't we hit our goal? Why didn't mm -hmm. we do that? And now guess what? I don't want to come report on that number again. That's right. I don't want to, I want to hide it from you. It's, uh, it, it's interesting because I think it's strengths finders talks about this, right? About how we often look at the, the D as you said, instead of focusing on all the other things, why do they need to be great at that? Like, uh, is D like the best they can do in that in an office in a business, there are areas that are our strengths. Let's focus on that. You were mentioning before about your father-in-law, how he never did certain things in his office, like had hygiene and stuff like that. Was that because, and I'm just making a, a, yeah, go. a rhetorical question of like, is that because he just didn't like doing that or is it because he didn't think it was important to his business? We all have those things, which brings me to the thought of, you know, you had mentioned earlier that you, uh, dental intelligence and what it does is it actually tells you daily what you should focus on, where you should look. Um, I, my mind goes, that's analogous to saying, all right, I went to my trainer and my trainer is now saying, okay, I need you to eat more of these vegetables today or more of these fats or whatever to get better in your diet. The problem that I could see coming up, and I'd love to have a conversation around this is, what if I don't like that food? What if I hate those vegetables? How do you get me as a business owner when you say, all right, we really need you to focus on uh, hygiene or, or get closing, closing more crown cases or whatever it is. And I hate doing that. And that's not my forte. That's not the fun. How do you incorporate that into what you guys do? Okay. So this is, so let's keep, stay on the weight loss just for two seconds, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's really only two ways to get. Now, if you want, you're at 220 mm -hmm. and you want to get to 200. That's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. There's really only two ways to do it. You can exercise more or you can eat better. I mean, yeah. if you break it all down, there's only two ways to do it, right? right? So if you go to your uh, trainer and you say, you know what? I want to keep eating Twinkies. I want to keep eating my desserts. I want to keep, I don't want to change that. Right. Then you really now only have one option. Got to exercise your butt off. You got to exercise like crazy. Yeah. So is it worth now? If you're also like, I don't want to exercise either then you don't really want to get to 200. Yep. Right? Yep. That, that's where it boils down to. If you want to improve, you need to know where to be improving. Right. And that's what we've done inside dental offices. Not only have we said, hey, do this, but we've broken it down. 
if you want more production in a practice, there's only two ways to get it. You can either get more visits, more butts in the chair, or you can get more production on those chairs, on those people that are coming in. Everything, everything falls under those two categories. So if you're now saying, hey, I want more production, but I don't want to see more people. Okay, the only way to do that is to do more production per visit, which one way would be to, let's say, uh, get rid of some insurances or increase your fees or diagnose more treatment. But then you also say, I don't want to increase my fees. I don't want to get rid of PPOs and I don't want to produce, uh, diagnose more. But I also don't want more visits. Yep. Then you don't want to grow. That's right. Yep. That's so true. It's 100% true. Um, well, I'm going to go into the space of the team members now because here you go. You've diagnosed this. You, you tell them where they need to, they need to see more patients or they need to increase the dollar amounts. But I have the wrong people on the team. How does dental intelligence show me that? Because look, if, if my business is only going to grow through bringing more cash into it, which is the fact, that's the only way businesses grow. And I have a team or team members who aren't good at bringing in cash, but they're in the bring in cash positions like the TCs or the hygienist. How do you, how do you as dental intelligence help me as a business owner? see that more clearly and make those decisions. Awesome. So a good friend of mine, and I love this thing because this is, uh, this happens. This isn't just in the dental office, right? Oh, yeah. This is also at your church. This oh, is yeah. also in your home. This Everywhere. is also at the gym. This is common. Yeah. A good friend of mine named John Meese. He said, you can either change people or change people. Meaning, Mm -hmm. People will either change and do something different or yep. you can replace them and put them in with somebody else. Yep. So right. True. So that that's the whole point of uh, looking at the numbers to see where to improve. So if let's say up front, their main responsibility is to make sure everybody leaves with an appointment. Right. Yep. And they're telling you every day. Oh, that everyone leaves with an appointment. Everyone leaves with. Okay. We're going to start tracking it. No, don't start tracking it. Don't look at my numbers. I don't want to report yep. on it, but I'm rescheduling everyone. Yep. Okay? But once again, you don't want to improve. If you don't want to track it, you really don't want to improve. You just want to feel like, oh, okay, they say it's happening. It's happening. I see what you're, what you're doing too. And that's why I wanted to go down this line of questions because you're actually giving the business owner, not just an insight into how they can grow their business, how they can be more financially stable so they can make better decisions. Because by the way, I think that whole idea of, um, I, I think you only have so much bandwidth in your brain, right? You only have so much sure. bandwidth. And if you're worried about the financial side of things too much in the sense of, you know that it's not going well and you're having sleepless nights around it and, you, and you're worried about it, by the way, if you aren't uh, thinking about it, knowing that it's a concern, right? It's always in the back of your head in the sense of, uh, if you're not tracking it, you know, it's a concern, but you are not just giving them the tool for that, but it also sounds like you're giving them a tool for clarity on who should be on their team, which is something I'm super passionate about, right? Making sure that the right players are on the, on the team and doing their jobs the best they can. This is a great tracker and tool to help them distinguish that. And the ones that do change. So, once again, you can either change people or 
change people, yeah. right? Meaning, so love them into another once, job. Yes. So if people change and they start reporting on numbers that are truly accurate. We're seeing them excel because now here's one great example. One thing that we have is what's called follow-ups. We give them every day based off of algorithms. We say, instead of calling 600 people today, call 10, these 10, these are the 10 that you need to reach out to today. Right? So that in itself is cool, but here's what we do on top of it. We show the doctor in what's called performance saying the front desk called today, 20 people Out of those 20, they schedule uh, talked to 10 of them out of those 10, they scheduled eight. And the team members are like, finally, I'm telling the doctor I'm making all these phone calls and he yep. hasn't seen it, but now I can show him. Yeah. I great. want, I want to report my numbers. Right. Where in the past, it's like, why aren't we growing? Well, I, I don't, I don't know, doctor. And this, my father-in-law, right? Sorry, I'm going on a small tangent here. Great. My father-in-law, he, I was in charge of the dollars coming in. He comes to me and goes, Curtis, what did you do? It was at the end of May. What did you do? We had our best month ever. What did you do different? And I'm like thinking, oh, geez. <laughs> I, I, I'm working like crazy. I'm running all around. I'm tracking treatment on a, an Excel sheet. I'm, do, I'm doing all these. I'm bringing in dollar uh, focusing on marketing, bringing in new patients. What did I do different this month? Oh, I know what I did different this month. Okay, so Dino, remember how I said I, I don't like to smell dental office burning teeth? Right? Yeah. I, I hate it. Yeah. So what I did that month was I got a cookie machine into the practice. Okay, so we're baking cookies to get rid of that nasty smell. Sure. Right? So I go, oh, Brett, I know what it was. I did this. That must mean people are the same as me, they're now accepting more treatment because we're getting rid of that nasty smell. Okay. So I am now looking at a number in the past that was good and saying, what did we do good? Well, this must've been it. Right. Next month in June, we baked cookies. We opened at seven and closed at seven. We we're seven to seven. Starting at 7 a.m., we were baking cookies. Mm-hmm. That month in June, we had one of our worst months ever. Right. It wasn't the cookies. And no, I didn't know what it I didn't know what it was. Right. I'm just every month working harder and harder and harder and harder. And so when I report numbers and doctor now says at the end of the month, why do we have the worst month ever? Uh I, I don't know. Mm. If I would have had the intelligence, I could have easily said, Oh, look, we had less visits. We yeah. had less production per visit. We had less case acceptance. It's yeah. already done for me. I don't have to spend hours pulling it. This is what happened. Yep. Having that uh, breakdown and knowing, and, and you know, you were in a place of what a lot of businesses do is they guess it because there are a lot of companies that have that, that uh, uh, um, anomaly, right? Where it's like, oh, this month was amazing. This month, so I actually have a, a client who came to me about a year ago who he's like, Dino, we were rocking it. We were killing it. And the first quarter of this year has killed us. Like, it, I don't know what it is. We've done the same marketing. We've done the same uh, that we've always done. We're up on our social media. We give the great service and no one's coming in. Like no one. And I said, well, what, do, what does the data show? Like what, how many calls are you getting coming in? How many calls are setting up appointments? Like going through that whole process. 
oh, well, we don't, we don't know that. I mean, we get calls. It's like, but if you don't have that track, then how are you going to know? Like you're asking an impossible question because you're not tracking the right things. And I think having that process down, it sounds overwhelming. So let's talk about that for just a second, because it does sound overwhelming when you even say, oh, we get all the numbers from the docs. It's like, I know there's people driving their car right now or on the treadmill going like, where am I going to get those numbers from? <laughs> do I make them up? Like, it's a bit overwhelming. So how do you make this process? Um, I, I think everything requires a little bit of uh, struggle at the beginning before it gets easy. So I'm not asking, you know, do you make this the easiest thing ever for them? But how do you make it tolerable for them? Every office is very unique, just like every person is unique, sure. right? You go to your trainer and then I go to your same trainer. He's not going to tell me the same stuff as you, sure. right? Sure. Uh, he's going to say, boy, Dino's a lot more handsome than Curtis. So I need to actually put uh, Dino with the good looking people and Curtis. Right. With the ugly look, of course. Right? Absolutely. Whatever it might be that he's going to treat us both differently because we're two different people. Uh -huh. Which is fine that he's treating us differently for wanting outcomes, yeah. right? So what we're able to do here is, yes, there are, I mean, there's hundreds, but you should only be looking at a few. And for your office, you should be knowing exactly what's happening, though, today. And that's the main thing that's going on. So here's the best example I could put on here. If you have 600 patients that don't have a future appointment, you know that. Mm-hmm. What, how, what's the best way to decrease that number? If I have 600 patients that are not scheduled, what's the best way, the first thing I should be doing today to decrease that number of 600? Calling them. That's what everybody says. Okay. That's what everyone says. Okay. So remember my daughter, Ocean? Yep. Okay. So I have a, her young, her youngest sister, my, my youngest daughter, she used to put a sippy cup upside down on her on her high chair and just be, she do it on purpose, drop it on there, wait till it fills up on the high chair and then falls on the floor. Mm -hmm. And I told my oldest, I go, Ocean, will you please go clean that up? Cause I, I, I'm whatever. I, I don't want to do it. Will you go do sure. it? She started cleaning up the floor as my youngest is dripping from her sippy cup up top. She's cleaning up the floor. Mm. The floor is the 600 people. Right. Right. Those are the people. So let's think about this now. Flipping if you're it. educating your daughter on how to take care of clean up this mess, what's the first thing she should do to clean up this mess? Stop the pouring. Take the sippy cup away from your sister, yeah. throw it yeah. in the sink, start there. So I'm going to step back now. If I have 600 patients that don't have a future appointment, what's the best way to lower that number? Stop I'm the people from today. The people today that are in the your office right today, now to make sure they have an appointment before they walk out the door. Don't add to it. Nice. Right. That. Yeah. So when you just look at it a little bit, that's what we do. We, our data doesn't necessarily, now it can, it does tell you that 600, but I don't want you looking at 600. 600 is too much. 600 is. That is. Yeah. Right. But, but. If I have 20 patients coming in the office today, I can get them all rescheduled. I can handle the 20. Yeah. Cause when you were starting with that analogy, I was like, yeah, you know, I did. I thought, okay, call them. Uh, if we break it down, if we did, you know, 30 calls a day or 30 calls a week over the next, like we can get through these 600. I was doing the math in my head, which I'm sure somebody else who's listening to this is doing that too. 
But to stop that and just deal with what's in front of you, deal with the problem right in front of you, which is getting the patients who are in your office today to make sure that they have an appointment before they even walk out. Now you're not adding to that 600. That's great. Once you get really good at that, now what you're going to do is you're going to take care of the second thing. So now I took away the sippy cup. I'm going to clean up the floor. uh, Excuse me, not the floor yet. I'm going to clean up the table. Yeah. The table is, hey, you've got patients that are coming in today that have unscheduled family members. Mm-hmm. Schedule those family members. Yeah. You're, you're able to talk to them, schedule them. So now you're actually multiplying what you just talked about because you're not just dealing with the patients that are in front of you. You're dealing with the second and third generation of those patients right there. Now I'm cleaning up the table, right? Yeah. I'm making- so as soon as you get that one done, then you move on to the next phase. Yeah. And then once that, once you've got a good system and you're t- rescheduling all the patients that come into your office uh, for themselves, you're scheduling their family members now, right? Yep. Now let's work on a system to clean up the floor. Cause that floor is huge. It's a big, it's a huge puddle down there. And I like what you said, break it up into however many bite-sized chunks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. It makes so much more sense in this and, and the idea of you're stopping the bleeding now. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Stop, and that, now I could, we have that same type of thing for case acceptance. We have the same thing for dollars owed. We have the same thing for insurance. We have all those things, but it's all right. Focus on one or two things first. Right. And we have a, our trainers, as soon as you jump on, they kind of look through the data and say, I would suggest you look at this one first. But whenever a doctor uses these numbers as a weapon, it's all, it's all done. As soon as I look at my grades and I say, why this D? Why is what's going on? Right. It's, it's over. It Conversation is done. Yep. You're right. Yeah. It goes into that antagonistic moment. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, you mentioned just a moment ago, you get on a call with a trainer. One of the things that I thought was very interesting when I came out to visit your facility is you guys have like trainers help desk that are not just like for a two week period of time before as they all learn the system and move on. They're much, they're, they're more involved in the process and, and it's every day, 20, not 24 seven, but every day. Right. Yeah. We're here. So we have support where you can chat and ask a question anytime. We have live webinars where you can jump on and ask questions anytime. Oh, that's right. Also- the live webinars. That was really cool. Yeah, so we got all those to help you on, in a moment's notice, but you can also schedule. When you first jump on, you have about four to six trainings, depending on how much data uh, information you want, sure. with uh, actual one-on-one, like, just like you and I are talking right now. Do yeah, you? yep. But then you also can schedule that person as long as you jump on their calendar and schedule them in the future. You can unlimited amount. Our main – now, I told you about our um, – our CPA firm, our main goal was to put people in a better financial position, right? Right, right. Dental Intel, our main focus is to make sure that you uh, get take, uh, that you uh, take care of your patients and that your uh, team members are also taken care of. Nice. Because if we take care of those two people, yep. everything else falls into place. And that's what we're giving yep. you on a silver platter every day. Here's how to take better care of your patients. Well, that's why I like what the idea around this is, is because you're actually helping the team members feel more supported. I actually, 
I, I teach that the concept of the triangle is actually you first, team second, patient third, because if you take care of yourself, then you can take care of the team. You take care of the team, they're going to take care of your patients. And right. you're giving them an opportunity to have clarity. And so many team members want that clarity. They want to know exactly what's expected of them. It makes it so much easier to do your job when you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Instead um, of do more, right? Yeah. That's all, that's all yeah. it was told to me. Curtis, do better, do more. Do more, do uh, your job. Yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? I'm running like crazy. Yep. What is more? Give me a number. Give me exact what you need. That's it's because when I ask people this too, and I'll say, Oh, you know, how much money do you want to make? I'll be like, ah, it's just more or a lot. I'm like, that's not a number. You can't choose that. Like, okay, here's a dollar. There you made more, you know, you made more. Yeah. And to, to, to my daughter, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we have come to the part in our show where we ask our six rapid fire questions. Uh, all, everything you've told us at this point is really great. And I really appreciate your time in doing this because I think you just educate a lot of people, even just on the idea of really tracking numbers, no matter what business you're in, no matter what practice you own, not just tracking the numbers, reporting those numbers to somebody who can actually see them. That's not in your jar, by the way, right? Somebody who is outside of your jar and actually can see them. Um, so we're at a point of our show where we do our six rapid fire questions. You just give us the first thing that pops in your head about these questions. You ready to play? Go. All right. What's the most expensive thing that you feel private practice owners are missing in their practice? A CAT scan or uh, what do you call those? Um, uh, yeah, CAT scan. So an actual, uh, okay. So actual uh, piece of equipment. What, what are those called? Yeah. I, that's what I think. The 3D scan? Yeah. The 3D scan. What are, uh, whatever those are called. Inner, inner oral uh, scanners? Not oral, but no. the, um, um, well, everybody's saying it in their car right now. Uh, it's just <laughs> the image yeah. of your jaw. The one that takes a 3D image of your jaw. Yeah, the 3D image. Okay. Uh, what's a book that you feel every private practice business owner should be reading? How to Win Friends and Influence People. Good job. That's a great book. Such a classic. And it's so funny. It took me probably about 10 years in my business to actually read it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> Uh, in my book, The Practice Rx, I focus a lot on team culture and team performance as the foundation uh, uh, for business growth. What do you see as the biggest challenge that private practice owners are facing with their teams and office culture? Communication. Like, without a doubt, the, the team doesn't understand what the doctor wants, and the doctor uh, either has a different, or the owner has a different expectation than what the team members are understanding. Uh, communication. Doesn't everything always break down to communication, right? And your relationships, with your kids, your marriage, friends, it's communication. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the last two questions, this question is about you. How can people reach out to learn more about dental intelligence and you and what's the best way for them to connect? Yeah, so they can feel free to reach out to us. Uh, by, my email is easy. It's Curtis with a C, C-U-R-T-I-S at dentalintel.com, I-N-T-E-L. Uh, you can also call our support line at uh, 801-717-2777. Uh, awesome. Yeah, feel free to reach out. We'll make sure there's a link of that in the show notes as well uh, when we send that out. All right, Curtis, what's the best advice that you've ever received in life or business? Uh, be grateful for others. Uh, and, show that, and show that gratitude. So uh, his name's Darren Baird, who gave that to me. Um, and basically what he said is, number one, recognize the, what other people do for you, but then either tell them or write them a note and tell them how grateful you are for them. Specifically, not just 
like for example, Dino, you're thank you, you thank you for you, but really, Dino, thank you for having me on my, your show, my your show today. I really enjoyed uh, the communication and discussion we had. Being very specific and being gra- grateful to others. That's great. So important. The number one reason why people leave their job is because of feeling unappreciated. So show really? your gratitude more often. Yep, it's the number one reason, not go. money. Yep. Uh, number six. What's the best resource or tool that you feel every private practice owner should be using to grow their practice? Oh, dental intelligence. Thank you for actually promoting <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Sometimes when I ask this question, I feel like it's, I should give people like a heads up because it's like a pop quiz and so many people will be talking about something else. I'm like, it's okay to mention the thing we've been talking about this whole time. That's why we're here. Yeah. I mean, I think, look, we, we have people on our show that we feel are bringing the best practices possible to help business ownership um, easier, run smoother and be more successful. And in today's world, you need support like this. You need support that can help you grow your practice through understanding what the numbers are and stuff. So absolutely dental intelligence. So everybody, I highly recommend uh, checking them out, see, having a conversation at least. I mean, a conversation is never going to hurt you. It's only going to expand your brain and understanding what you can do. Even if you're not able to jump on board, you're able to at least understand what you need to be focused on and to be moving towards. Curtis, you've been a pleasure and it's been an honor to have a conversation with you and uh, thank you so much for your time and your expertise. Oh, you're so welcome, Dino. Always a pleasure seeing you and uh, to everybody out driving your cars or whatnot, hope you guys have a better today than you did yesterday and uh, thanks for being here. Absolutely, everybody. Thank you for being a part of the Propreneur Podcast as always. We are so grateful for your uh, listening and sharing with your friends and colleagues. Remember, our goal here is always to help you be more proactive, productive, and profitable in all areas of your life and business. Until our next episode, we will see you then. Thanks so much again for listening to the Propreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.